It is podcast time, hockey fans. Thank you for watching this Dan K. Show production presented by the Pueblo Bulls. Hello, hockey fans, and welcome back to the most watched show in junior hockey. This time, it's the most listened to show in junior hockey and probably the most viewed on social media, clicked on social media. Social media keeps changing so much, so quickly, all the time. You need a full team of people these days to keep up with it. But I've got a man joining me right now that is so consistently good, so consistently on the nose, so everywhere all the time it feels like a man who has built a program that has stood the test of time, going on year seven, getting ready for the next year here. It is Coach Jay Witta of the Minnesota Blue Ox. Coach, thank you for joining me. Hey, hey Lucas. Good to, good to see you. It is good to you? see you, too. I'm doing well. How are you, Coach? Good, good. Doing well. Summer's been great. Just starting here in Minnesota, so it's beautiful. Yeah, have you gotten to the have you gotten to the super muggy? I know it goes from about like sixty and comfortable to like a hundred and ten and super humid like very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, it's starting to get humid here. Um you know, July will be a scorcher as usual, and then uh I don't know, probably snow end of August, September, you know, sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. It doesn't you know snow that early, it. but <laughs> I know. I think in April we had some snow. We had a huge storm in April, which was crazy after we had had an 80 degree week. So just never know. But it's good. It's good. It keeps it keeps us young. That's it. I was in I was in Minnesota briefly at the end of April, and it was the first time I had gone to I went to a St. Paul Saints baseball game. The oh, first yeah? time I've ever been to a baseball game with a snow delay in the ninth inning. That's awesome. What a great venue they put on, huh? Oh, they really. I'm do. a big. I'm a big fan of of they're they're AAA now I think but even yep. when they were independent actually when they were independent with Bill Murray as part owner um it was the best ticket in town I I haven't been to the new state or the the new AAA team but I assume they're doing it the same way aren't they game day stuff Oh yeah they've they've still got like they've it's relatively unchanged just as far as I nice. can tell they're still doing That's all the awesome. fun stuff having a good time with it yeah, what's new in hockey land? Let's I, go, I, huh? I mean, we're we're finding out. That's why we that's why we've got you. You got right. your finger on the pulse, not just with the Blue Ox, but with uh with a lot of that Midwest region. So let's dive right in here. First for, for some folks who may be, you know, coming into the USPHL for their first year, either they have a player who's joining the league for their first year, or they're a young player that might be having the USPHL on their radar. Let's introduce them to you and the Minnesota Blue Ox. First, talk about kind of your hockey path that's brought you to this point you know um just minnesota born and raised myself 1968 um so i'm an oldie hopefully a goodie but uh you know born and raised here in the state of hockey and and uh, minnetonka minnesota so um started the ox seven years ago uh with some awesome partners uh bruce and crystal boudreau and and um, since then, evolved our team into what I like to think is a top 10, you know, junior destination in North America, you know, for players to, to come have a great experience, uh, develop their game. And, and uh, we always like to call it a live out their adventure, so to speak. So um, I, uh, my background really born and raised in Minnetonka, played three years of high school hockey there at Minnetonka High School. Um, you know, 
ended up going to uh, St. Cloud State, being recruited by Herb Brooks. Unfortunately, not being able to be coached by him. Um, our first year, he took the North Stars job. So, um, but still a prideful thing for me. And then I ended up going to Humboldt, Saskatchewan, and playing two months there. Um, you know, against uh, Rod Brindamore and Curtis Joseph, and some of those some of those guys that went on to have legendary pro careers. Um, retired uh, due to a, a, a just a strange heart ailment. I. I had at the time um, and went back to St. Cloud and, and uh, studied marketing and advertising. And and then when I was 32, started getting back into hockey and, and coaching my youth. And and here I am. I just stumbled stumbled upon junior hockey 10 years ago in the NA3 when my oldest son was playing and had the owners ask me to coach the team uh, his second year. And and I did, and we ended up losing the, to Todd Sandin's North Iowa team that, that beat Metro in the national championship, and the rest is history. I was just – I was hooked. So I uh, did that for two years, and then I uh, started the Ox with Bruce and Crystal. So uh, it's been a great run. I uh, love it. You know, I'm very fortunate. I get to um, – I get to do advertising. I get to do creative design, marketing which is really a passion of mine and I get to coach youth hockey. So it's, it's, um, I'm not making millions, <laughs> um, you know, like some, some people always hope for, right. But I get to do what I love. So very, very blessed. Well, I mean, you, you've certainly touched on most of, if not every facet of the game of hockey, it seems like, right. Coming back full circle now to, to be in, in, in charge of, of a junior team in the USPHL. And, you know, every time the, one of the things that, that has always left a mark on Dan and I has been the passion that you've always spoken about your program with. And I think that's the the biggest thing that should be very clear to anyone who meets you is the passion you have for the game and for your organization. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's, that's life. So that's what we teach at Blue Ox university. And if you're not passionate about something, why are you doing it really? So um, money's just money. Uh, things are just things, but you know, passion is is I think the lifeblood of anyone enjoying their lives and and being successful and being happy. So, like I said, I'm I'm blessed. Uh, it, trust me, it it took me a long time to figure this out, and I'm still figuring it out. But the sooner these young kids can figure out what they're passionate about, uh, we know it's hockey, right? But there's a bigger picture than hockey. Uh, especially through junior hockey. So figure out what you love, uh, figure out what you love to do. And, and uh, the rest is easy. So now let's, let's just touch briefly on this idea of blue ox university, right? Cause that's, that's kind of a yeah. huge term. I don't want to let that one slide by. I'm sure a lot of ears just yeah. popped up. Yeah. So blue ox, you, you know, we started that year one. I actually started it with Kevin Hartzell. Um, who helped me uh, kind of mentored me my first year with the uh, Twin Cities Steel in the NA3. And Hartsey is, he's a legend. Google Kevin Hartzell. Uh, he's got quite, quite the resume and he's become a good friend. And he was the one who really, really was instrumental in teaching me the facets of getting to know players personally and, um, and caring whether they're a first line guy or a fifth line guy or a, 
first, you know, starting goalie or a third string goalie, whatever. It, it doesn't matter. And, and so that's what we bring to Blue Ox U. A lot of these kids take a lot of heat um, from their peers and other parents that don't understand junior hockey for taking a gap year. So, or two or three. So we developed a university program at, at our, at Blue Ox U. And, and, and so now anyone who comes to the, the program and exits the program will have their degree. You know, it might be a street smart degree, so to speak, but we have, we have speakers come in and, you know, we have Mac Cook come in, Eric Westrom, uh, Bobby, Bobby Robbins, who played for the Bruins and fought his way to the NHL, and it's a big FCA guy, and it, it's just great. We have entrepreneurs come in that were hockey players, and and they talk about how hockey led them to running their own businesses and the friendships they made and the clients they developed through that. So it's it's awesome, and it's not hard. We just do it every Thursday, and we get pizza or subs and go up into the skybox and just shoot the breeze, you know, for a half hour, 45 minutes and do a Q and a, and, and the kids really, really, really seem to love it. So it's fun. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's adds a little bit of structure, right? Gives the kids yeah. something to kind of, kind of hang their hat on a little bit in terms of, you know, you're starting to think about game day situations like that, but you know, let's totally kind of an unwind session right there. And I tell you what, a degree in street smarts, there's a, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of players out there who could certainly use that myself sometimes included. It's underrated. It's underrated and it's free, which is great. So only problem is they don't have hockey programs in the streets. So, you know, we got to get these kids to school and, and get them a little book smart and, and let them um, hopefully play for four more years. So exactly. Well, let's talk, let's talk briefly about the team here. Um, You know, we mentioned in the intro and we talked a little bit kind of off the air about, finding consistency, having consistency and being an operator in yourself that, you know, is around for a long time, right? Someone who is year after year providing the same consistent level, um, level of commitment to the players, but also meeting those expectations year in and year out. Talk about from your perspective, what has to go into creating a program like that and maintaining a program like that? It is, uh, it's what really separates uh, great programs from average programs. You know, I, I, I firmly believe it. Same thing in business, Lucas. So it's, if you don't get up and consistently put in the work, uh, do the little things, uh, and it, it's, we're not perfect either, Lucas. I'm not trying to say that at all, but we're constantly striving to be better uh, than we were yesterday. And, and that's what we ask our players to do every day. So it's like, why, why can we, why would we not do the same thing we're asking of our players? So it's just consistency is what separates average from above average. And I don't want to be average. And um, I thrive, um, at least uh, personally, on trying to get better every day. Uh, so that's why every year we try to add one more little thing to our program that can make it better. Um, and we do do that. So it's just, it's anyone can, can start something. Um, it's whether or not they can continue it and make it better. And, and I don't even want to say finish it because 
the blue ox is never going to be finished or never going to go away because even when we do hand over or transition the torch to someone new, they're going to have that same mentality and that same, you know, uh, passion. Um, otherwise I won't turn it over. You know, I'll be 95. I'll be walking around, skating around on the ice at 95, but I need to find the right, right person for that. And that person's going to need that, that consistent uh, mentality as well. So, Hopefully that made sense. Kind of babbled there, but no, I mean, hundred percent, right? It's it's you're building, you've built this this product that yeah. continues to grow, and you know, I, I think from a business perspective, you want to make sure that 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 namesake, right, continues to do oh, yeah. and have the values that you want it to have. Totally, totally, and it brings value to the team too. So, from a business standpoint, the more structured and and stable the business model is it's pretty easy to transition out of that and turn the ropes over to someone else and, and, and watch them ride. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm not, don't get me wrong. I still got five, at least five more years in me. I'm not going anywhere, but <laughs> that's uh that's at least, at least one more, one more half generation of hockey players. Everything after exactly. that will, will go from there, but it's, exactly. It's kind of interesting because I, I was hoping that the conversation would get into, into this, kind of mode with you because I know that you're very, very astute in terms of the business side of it and growing the business side of the brand. And I think sometimes a lot of parents get burnt out when they, they hear too much business when it comes to hockey, but the yeah. good owners pay attention to the business, right? The good owners yeah. have to ensure the continuation yeah. of the program money coming into the program means being able to support the players, right? With things like Blue Ox University with different types of programs and, and things like that. So you, you have to focus on the business end of the, of the spectrum as long as it gets reinvested in the player. And that's the key right there, what you just said, reinvesting into our players. So when Bruce and Crystal and I started this, um, our goal was to put as much back into the players for that experience as possible and 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 so you know bruce does fine right so he's not looking to pay his mortgage i have my marketing business i'm not looking to pay my mortgage out of junior hockey stuff like that so it's you know at the same sense we're not here to lose money we're good business people and we got to be uh you know dedicated to that aspect um but yeah i mean i'm proud of the fact that and going in seven years, you know, we've never borrowed a dime. We've never had, you know, knock on wood, even during COVID, you know, issues financially. Um, you know, we put our seed money in to buy the franchise and, and that's about it. So everything else has been self-sustaining. So, um, so it's been great. But the business side, you know, that's huge for parents out there and players really dive into the business side of any program you're looking at um, because if they're doing it for money, in my opinion, as a dad, a hockey dad, my son's played junior hockey. So if I'm not going to send them to a place where they're just doing it for the money, you know, it's got to be more than that to me. So, so just be, be aware. It's easy to research. So. Yeah, it is. It is, you know, there's, there's a lot of options out there and you know, that's why, I mean, I think what drew us to each other initially was, you know, Dan and I talking about how we wanted to try to be not a filter necessarily, but a, and a place for, for people to talk about stuff like this, right. To get kind of their viewpoints yeah. out there to help these parents kind of make these, make these decisions and, and, you know, 
kind of pull back the curtain just a bit, right? See what goes on sometimes behind the uh, behind the suit on the bench. Well, and yeah, not only that, between different franchises and leagues and, and stuff like that, because I tell parents this all the time because they ask, right? Every league has great teams. Every team has not so great teams. The NHL, no different from year to year. So they have some great teams. They have some, I mean, look at Phoenix. I mean, they're struggling. They might not even be in Arizona, right. you know, next year. So, so it's just, that's how it is. And, and so, but my thing with the parents, the message I need to get across to the parents and especially the kids is perception. Just wherever you're at next year, just dominate. I, I don't care if you're at tier one, tier two, tier three. It doesn't matter and, and enjoy it because perceptions what's killing these kids dreams i think and this tuition free or the ushl or dub or whatever is who cares you are where you're at and okay <laughs> proof is in the pudding right lucas if you're so good dominate then right mm -hmm. just dominate and and that's what i want to get across to parents and players is it's just such a great game. I mean, do you really truly love playing the game or are you more concerned with your Instagram post with an NHL jersey on? Right. Because if it's that jersey on your Instagram post, you're worried about you shouldn't be playing hockey. All right. So save your money, save your time, go to school and, and be done. So just, you know, enjoy it. And, and those are the players I try to seek out. So we do a weird – everyone asks me if I go to combines or showcases or, or you know, or if we do main camps or pre-draft camps. We, we don't do any of that. I do this kind of stuff, Lucas, one-on-one -on -one with parents, players, watch a lot of video. Video is so huge. And talk to a lot of coaches of those players that were recruiting and we do compete tests with these players. We do player assessment tests with these players before we sign them, stuff like that. And if you do your homework um, as a coach, you'll recruit good kids. And, and that's the number one objective of running a good, a good organization. Yeah. It, it starts with recruitment in the summer and it, it builds from there. And, you know, we're right in the middle of that recruitment season right now. And, and there's a lot of different, yeah. A lot of different options for, for people out there. And, and the one thing is, uh, you know, with so many teams in the USPHL, do you get the sense, Coach, that, that for, by and large, I mean, with the caveat of you're trying to beat all the teams that are closest to you, right? You, you love the teams that are around you, but also you'd like to put yeah. up a whole bunch of wins against them. Do you feel like there's a sense of camaraderie with teams in your region or across the league when it comes to player development? Oh, I think so. I mean, you know... Um, Unfortunately, in junior hockey, you know, um, coaches kind of come and go. So you don't get to know the coaches for too long, usually in our league. Um, you know, but the few, you know, like Jonathan and Dibs and, um, you know, Walby and, and Adamac and, and the guys, I, I've gotten to know those guys over the last six years. And it's, I probably didn't like them much at the beginning and they didn't like me and I'm not going to say maybe they like me now, but I will say, I will say at least they know we're going to be there yeah. every night when we show up. So, mm -hmm. 
So, and, and no, I, I do. I think we're, I think we're forming a pretty good working relationship in the Midwest West. So, and, mm -hmm. and the East, I'm getting to know the East guys too. So it's, it's good. Um, and that's really what it's all about, um, is relationships and, and, um, you know, working together, trying to work together as best we can to make the league overall better and the division better, but at the same sense, not too good so that they're beating us every night. So yeah, it's, it's competitive and, um, but that's life, man. That's, that's the best. That's the best. Our coach getting some, some text messages coming in from uh, anonymous source, uh, coach uh, uh -oh. Schmalby, coach Matamek, uh, coach, uh, Jonathan, um, that they all love you. Apparently these are anonymous sources oh. though, not, not <laughs> yeah. direct Sweet. from the source. I, I love it. I love it. That, <laughs> Oh, that is funny. That is funny. Well, I love you guys too. So thanks for all the hard work. Thanks for all the hard work you put in. It's not easy. It's not. And that's why trying to help each other out. It really, it is important because at the end of the day, we're all business owners. Um, which is important. Um, and we're only as good as those guys we surround ourselves with. So um, if they're having success, uh, the whole league will have success. The whole division will have success. Same thing I tell our players, right? It's the farther we go together as a team, the more exposure and success each individual will have. And, and uh, sorry, I got a semi full enough next to me if that's too loud. But, um, you know, but that's the truth. And so, so no, it's, it is, it's fun. It's fun to, fun to work with these guys. So. For sure. Let's, uh, let's get into uh, just the team that's upcoming this year. Obviously we're still in the yeah. middle of recruitment season, still a lot of time left this summer to go, but how is the team shaping up at this point in the off season? We're set, man. We got 25 signed, sealed and delivered. So we're ready to go. We got the group chat rolling. Uh, we got uh, Russ Barone, our assistant skills coach, um, going through weight programs, strength programs, skill stuff um, with the guys. Even the, we got an Estonian, a Swede, a Russian this year, so they're they're getting their they're getting their fill overseas from us daily. But uh, it's good. You know, last year was tough. It was it was the toughest. People always ask me, gosh, how did you get through last year? It's like, it's, that's life. I mean, it's, you're not going to, I mean, look at the avalanche, right? They won it last year and they're gone. You know, I mean, it's just, you, you can't expect to just roll every season. And if you do, you're fooling yourselves because you can only control what you can control. And, and so, you know, we were 500 last year, the first time ever in my career, Never had a nine-game losing streak in my career. So the easiest thing to say to the guys in the room is, hey, guys, I, I know this sucks because I've never been through it either. So I'm right there with you. So we got two options. We either blow up the team like most junior teams would do, right, mm -hmm. and trade every guy and blame it on the goaltending and blame it on this guy. And buy it. Or we just hunker down, we keep working and and stay positive and, um, you know, I got positivity tattooed on my forearm and believe on my other forearm and that's all you can do. And so that's what we did. And I think, you know, knock on wood, I, we should be solid this year. You know, as far as wins and losses, I think we were solid last year, to be honest. I mean, we swept the River Kings in the season and we lost a three game series. 
We would have had Hudson next. <laughs> I will tell you, I was a huge fan of that Hudson team. They were so yep. good, so good. And Dean and, and Marty did a great job with that team. And I have the utmost respect for those guys. So I don't think we would have gotten through those guys. But if we could have gotten, you know, three games out of them, it, it would have been cool. So so for every failure, there's there's always two or three successes in my eyes. So um so yeah, we're we're ramping up. We got 16 returners, um two goalies returning. Uh we got some great new recruits, uh filled some big voids. We got some size, some beef, some speed with that size. We got a 6'5", 215-pound Swede that's just a wrecking ball forward. Oh, boy. Uh, so he's going to be even faster on the small rink. He looks fast on the big rink. Um, you know, we got another 6'4", 215 forward uh, from Minnetonka. Um, so, I mean, it's just – it's it's we're going to be big, fast, a little grittier, and then more importantly, more experienced because we had 21 new guys last year. So yeah. it was what I expected. It really was. And uh, so you just, it's like planting a garden. You just got to plant the seeds, be patient, weather the storm, stay positive, and then good things will happen. So we'll see. We'll see. I feel good. I feel good. So, you know, you said you got passed by a semi truck a couple minutes ago. Are you sure that wasn't just your forward line that you recruited on wheels? Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. We got like, I was going through the roster the other day. It's like we got, I want to say 12 guys over 6-1. That ain't fair. 6-2. Yeah, so it's it's going to be good. It's, and then we got some little guys, right? We got mm-hmm. we got freaking Gabe Myers, you know, the little chihuahua. We call him the rabid chihuahua. <laughs> and he just just bites ankles, man. He's just, he's he might be 5-8 on a good day. He's like Petey. Keys. I mean, Peter Keese was the same way, and, yep. but he plays like he's 6'4", 210, and has a heart of gold. So it's just we got some really good, uh, maybe smaller, more mobile defensemen that move the puck really well, which is going to help. And, uh, yeah, so we'll have a good balance, I think. So should be good. I love that. I, I love getting to. I love watching, like, smaller defensemen kind of go to work because, I mean, obviously oh, big defensemen the are the – Big defensemen are the stereotype, right? Nothing wrong with like a, yeah. a big guy by the blue line, but these defensemen that are smaller are so skilled. They're not. Oh, yeah. They're like they're not quite two way. They play actual defense, but then when they get the puck or they get an opportunity to get out in space, it, it becomes like watching a forward. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, like Jared Spurgeon on the Wild is is who I compare a lot of our guys to. Our smaller guys. He's mm-hmm. just so small. So mobile, so quick, so smart. You know, all of a sudden, you know, D zone, boom, on his tape, boom, it's going north within a second. And that that's really what you that's all you want from your D. <laughs> Just, you know, headman that puck, get it north and and uh and whatever happens down there um in the ozone is a bonus. So so yeah, no, it's we have a good mix of big and small, mobile, stay at home. Um, so it'll be good. It'll be good. We should have eight really solid D. All right, coach. It is time for rapid fire questions. We are doing this with all of our coaches this year on the summer session. Let's go. Let's go. What it Let's is, go. is you have normally it's, it's minor chats, something that Dan K invented back in the day where you'd have a minute of personal questions. Um, and then a minute of conversation. Now we've already done the conversation, 
the the podcast counts as the conversation, but right now it's going to be a minute of personal questions. And I'm going to get the timer Uh-oh. up. They're going to be rapid fire. I'm tell you right now, I believe the most questions we had answered was 14. Wow. So there it, there's there's a pretty wide variety. There's going to be a leaderboard. It's going to be a whole thing. Right now, coach, are you ready to go? Yeah, I just hopefully I don't get canceled after this one. <laughs> well, the good news is these are easy questions. You All can't right, get good, any good. you can't get any of them wrong. However, some people have gotten them wrong. You can also say <laughs> pass if you don't know the answer. Okay. All right, sounds good. All right. Three, two, one. Coach, what is your favorite color? Blue. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Pizza. Planes, trains, or automobiles? Ooh, trains. Cats or dogs? Both. Ooh, both. All right. Hockey staple, the peanut butter, and jelly. What are you reaching for? The chunky, the super chunky, or the creamy? Little nutty, baby. Oh, there we go. What is your favorite movie of all time? Oh, goodness. I'd have to go with Step Brothers. That's cliche, I guess. No, that's a classic right there. What is your go-to coffee order? Uh, just coffee with a little shot of sugar-free vanilla and cream. Ooh, a little fancy. I like that. Coach, what Ooh, is your favorite Taylor Swift song? I don't know any. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Other than no. Taylor Swift, what's your favorite band? Oh, gosh. Anything 80s, eh? Yep. Coach, if I gave you a million dollars, what would you spend it on? Uh, hockey. And coach, do you want a million dollars? Do I want a million dollars? Yeah. No, no, no. You got to keep working. Let's oh, go. I want to tell you this. If you had said yes, the time was up. I would have won a million dollars. You wouldn't have gotten the million dollars anyway. But you know what? Yeah. That is the first time that someone has said no. I'm, I guess I'm different now. <laughs> <laughs> Just absolutely out here built different of that. And, and yeah. you know, the, the day-to-day of a junior hockey season, you know, a lot of people are familiar with at this point. But at this point in the summer, right, you said your your roster was kind of signed, sealed, and delivered, right? Are guys coming into town yeah. yet? Is there still more time before that happens? What's it look like right now in Blue Ox camp? Yeah, no, we run our U2018 spring summer program. So we got about we got about 25 guys skating um, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Uh, probably a handful of returning guys are there. The rest are prospects. And, you know, Andover, Blaine, you know, Champlin Park, uh, you know, Minnetonka, those, those types of areas uh, of young prospects. So, so, and then what we do is we end up playing eight games. We'll do uh, two tournaments. We'll do the capstone tournament. And then we put on a Blue Ox invite in April with eight teams um, for four more games. So in that tournament, we will have the bulk of our team there, uh, returning guys at least, like all our Midwest guys. Um, so that'll be fun. That'll be really fun to watch. So, um, and then we have our mini camp uh, end of July. Uh, mid-July. It's actually the 21st. We have our alumni game and then the 22nd, 23rd, we have our mini camp and that's all our returners, all our new signees and then young prospects that we personally invite to that camp. So yeah, there's a lot of hockey. I'll be on the ice today at 445. So can't wait. So it'll be good. A lot of hockey going on. Absolutely. Love. You always love hearing about a, a 
you know, an, an active organization. Alumni games means people want to come back, right? Coaches yeah. getting on the ice, and and that's so fun. It, it's it's the best. You you love to see it. And coach, I've got one more for you here, but I do yep. want you to start thinking about your parting words. You know this. Every <laughs> guest gets parting words. I have to do parting words on this particular yeah. episode, so I've got to think of them too. But my last question for you: one of the other things that that we love about you and we love about the blue Ox <laughs> is your commitment to the player throughout the season, right? Yeah. There are, there's yeah. not, there's not a lot of information on the waiver wire on the trade wire coming from blue ox camp throughout a season. No. Right. Talk about why that's important to development of the players and why you have that mentality to begin with. Oh gosh. I'm glad you brought that up because I'm just, that is like, I don't like being called a sales guy, but that is like our number one selling point of our program. And I'm so proud of that. And that's why I got into this was I saw what my older son went through with, you know, five new guys showing up in the locker room every, every week, you know, at the NH3 level. And, and I was just like, this is crazy. I'm people are paying to play and there's new guys showing up weekly. So when I talked with Bruce and crystal, I said, look, we're going to be a player's first destination. And Bruce said, what's that mean? And I said, we're going to limit our trading and releasing of players. And he said, how do you do that? And I said, you recruit good. And, and so, and you do your homework and you vet guys and you vet parents. I'm sorry. I, I, I vet parents as hard as I vet the players. And that's the truth. And parents out there, you know it. And it's, it's, you know, you could have a great player, but parents that maybe don't have quite the realistic uh, view of their, their child's, you know, hockey potential or where they're at in the process and, and it can blow things up. So, so with that said, I'm, we haven't not, not traded players or released players. We have, mm -hmm. but I'm proud to say in the last three years, we haven't released or traded one player. Um, and we've gone to nationals two of those last three years. So, so winning and being true and loyal and committing to your players is possible and, and being competitive is still attainable through that process. In fact, I think it helps more builds a unity. The same team we have in the room in September is the same team we have in March and they tend to fight, fight a little harder for each other and care a little bit more about each other. And, and so we're never going to change that. You know, we will trade guys. I mean, don't get me wrong. If there's discipline, if there's, you know, if there's alcohol use or smoking pot or doing drugs or missing curfew, boom, you know, they hit the door. But it says right in their contract, they don't get a refund either. So it's, it's you know, they sign the core values we have. And, and if they stick to it, we're going to commit to them. So if they commit to us, we'll commit to them. And that's coaching. That's coaching. So... Thanks. I appreciate you bringing that up, Lucas. I totally forgot about that. So, no, I mean, that is, so, that is, yeah. it's, it's one of the, I think it's, it just shows it's one of the core foundations of your organization and why we love you guys Truly. so much. Um, Truly it is. So coach, I'm going to let you have your parting words first. <laughs> what is, if, if you want the folks at home to know anything about yourself, about the blue ox, maybe how they can get in touch with you if they want to, uh, now is your chance. You have the floor. Yeah, no, just go to blueoxhockey.com. Um, we're constantly updating our, our recruiting list. Um, 
you know, 05s or 06s or 07s. Anyone thinking about um, junior hockey, I open this up to every parent I know. Um, and that is free advice from me if you want it. And for what it's worth, it's it's your call. So, but, you know, we have players playing in our U20, U18 team right now, and we have a full roster, and I'm still helping them find teams to play for, good teams, you know, uh, well-run teams. Um, so that's what I just love to do. And Bruce is the same way. He just loves growing the game, Bruce Boudreau. And he really affected me when he said that with his – with his uh, youth camps they put on, the Golden Horseshoe camps they put on St. Catharines and Hershey, and they used to do one in Coon Rapids. And he just truly, he's like the Pied, Pied Piper of hockey, Bruce Boudreau. <laughs> Anywhere he, that guy walks, yep. there's a trail of little kids just following him. So that's that's really important to me too now. And so um, growing the game, um, you know, we're getting, uh, we're partnering with Dynamites here in Minneapolis, which is an inner city youth hockey program. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot with those folks, uh, bringing them out to, to Ox games, having them skate in between periods and really grow that inner city youth game. It's like, that's why I just love like PK Subin, or not PK, um, Snoop Dogg. Um, wanting to buy Ottawa. I, it's just, it's, that's just growing the game. And then all these different markets, Vegas, you know, Florida, I mean, the Southern markets, it's just hockey's such a tremendous, uh, tremendous sport. I just, that's, that's really my main goal is, is letting everyone enjoy it. So that's it. It's a big, big grow the game mentality, right? That's, that is, yeah. The game gets better as it gets bigger and, and more opportunities oh, totally. means more people get to have their lives changed or, or affected by the sport. Great coaches such as yourself. I would say that, that my parting words right now are, are the idea that money talks. And a lot of times we use that in the negative context, right? That money can influence people's decisions. But I want you to think about it today in a positive context. That money yeah. tells the story. Where the money goes and what it gets spent on tells the story of someone's intentions. So when you see a program that's reinvesting in its players, investing in growing the game in the inner city, around the state, around the country, you know, investing in players on the ice, off the ice in terms of real life experience, getting those street smarts, making sure they're fed, they're housed, they're bust, they have the professional level experience at the junior level of hockey. That is where the money that is spent tells you a story of a quality program, good people behind it, and consistently having success. Coach, thank you so much for joining us on this one. We can't wait mm -hmm. to talk to you again once the season gets started. Yeah, no, sounds good. I think the axe game too, Lucas, is over at Fogarty this year. The Moose beat us, so they stole our axe. Oh, yeah, they did. And uh, Yeah, I think Dibs and John – uh, are going to get you guys on the schedule. We had our schedule completed this week. So we definitely want you and Dan to come out and do that play-by-play. -play and and uh, we look to bring that, you know, Paul Bunyan's axe back to, to Coon Rapids. So thanks for all you guys do. It's fun. It's fun to watch. It's been fun to watch you guys grow, too. It's just I remember five, six years ago, you were just these little newbies just <laughs> getting your feet wet trying to figure it out. And, and it's just so awesome. It's so awesome to watch. So just keep up the good work and keep uh, getting better every day. 
Thank you. We've kind of grown together. And you know what? Totally. Still here. Totally. Consistency. I know we are. Consistency. <laughs> I love it. You guys are doing great. Thanks. Say hi to Dan, will you? Definitely will. Thanks, Coach. All right. See you, buddy. Bye. Thank you for listening to the most watched show in junior hockey, The Dan K Show, presented by the Pueblo Bulls. For more information about The Dan K Show, head to www.dankshow.com.